guide, your concierge, your spiritual leader on this adventure, this journey that you're having into BDSM kink and fetish. Here on Everyday Kink, we will talk to creators, providers, insiders to give you the inside scoop on this lovely journey that we're having. You'll get some tips. You'll get some advice. You'll get some ideas. But above all else, you'll get some great conversation. So stay tuned. Welcome to the newest episode of Everyday Kink. Let's just jump into it. And I'm going to be talking to the doms today. We're going to, we're going to do a dom-specific episode. Now, these are tricks, tips, and a little advice I have from my experience as a dom. It may not work for you. So take it as you will. Adjust it accordingly to however you run things. But I'm just going to tell you from my point of view some of the things that has helped me out as a dom. Now, I am a big black guy. Not like tall, but like, you know, heavy set black guy. So my presence can be imposing when it needs to be. I'm also very deceptively strong. So I have learned that with the size and my appearance and my build that anticipation and intimidation is such a lovely cocktail to use on a sub. It does. It changes the mood. And I'm not talking about being heavy-handed. You don't have to be heavy-handed with this. This is gentle. I like to call it gentle reminders. You know, and it's the anticipation of what follows that quote unquote gentle reminder that sets the tone and the mood it kind of spices things up a little bit perfect example your sub is doing dishes washing clothes watching tv whatever normal mundane vanilla tasks that they do throughout their day right and they're doing all that that's the time when you come up from behind them or you sit next to them Grab their neck. And I'm assuming that most of you understand how to grab someone's neck without choking the ever-loving life out of them. If not, let me know. We can do a podcast on breath play to kind of get you guys caught up to speed. But back to the topic. You grab them by the neck. You slowly lift their chin up, leaning close the ear and whisper I know you've been very very bad today and that's it get up walk away go do something else now I know what you're thinking what is that supposed to do oh my friend (sighs) sit down at the learning tree 
Think about this. One of the worst things to go through as a kid is when you knew you were in trouble. Your parents let you know that you were going to get punished for doing something you shouldn't have done. But they don't do it right then and there. They're almost like they let you sit on it. They let you stew on it. They let you think about it. They let it boil up in your head in anticipation. And sometimes the anticipation of getting in trouble is worse than the punishment you get itself. It's you know you got caught. They already told you when we get home we're going to deal with it. And now you're thinking. And then parents do slick stuff. You know, when we get home, we're going to talk about this. Or when we get home, you know we're going to handle this. And then you get home and they do everything else but deal with it. Make dinner. You guys have a good laugh. You, you know, take a shower. You guys sit on the couch, ask you about your day, your home. Everything else but dealing with why you got in trouble and the punishment that you're supposed to receive. And it's that nervousness, that anxiety, that anticipation of what you expect is going to happen that just eats at you. Right? Then, when you finally get your punishment, sometimes the punishment isn't as bad as the waiting for the punishment is. Same ideology. You letting them know that they were bad and you know that they were bad and a punishment is coming. And then walking away, just walking away. Makes their mind start to wonder. Makes them think, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. What did I do? How bad was the thing that I did? How bad would a punishment be for what I did? And why aren't they punishing me right then and there? What's going on? When are they going to punish me? Are they going to wait till I do this and then punish me? Are they going to wait till that and then punish me? Or wait till that and then punish me? The anticipation of what they know is going to come will drive them insane. And now, if you're dealing with subs who like pain or subs who like the sensation and the touch from being punished, when you finally do decide to punish them or decide to get physical with them, the feelings of that automatically shoot up and enhances. It enhances. Because anticipation doubles and triples the sensation for when it finally happens because you're waiting so much for it that your body becomes on edge. It's like doing great impact play. When you do impact play, you don't do it in a uniform rhythm. You don't rub, spank, rub, spank, Rub, spank. No, you, you, you vary. You get a little bit unorthodox. You rub, spank, pause. Give a little moment for everything to linger. Then boom, then you strike. Or you mix it up. You strike, and then you rub, and then you pause. And then you rub again. It's just when they're relaxed from all the rubbing, bow, you strike. Anticipation with a little bit of that intimidation, knowing that something's going to happen. Like they're waiting for it. They're waiting for it. They're waiting for it. They're waiting for it. They're waiting for it to happen. And it doesn't happen when they expect it to. It changes the game. It makes things more enjoyable. It makes things more pleasurable. And it's something that you can do at the beginning of the day. And you let them stew on it for the whole day. 
until you decide to do what you need to do. Anticipation and intimidation. You know, a quick smack on the butt. Cute. Giggle. Hee 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 hee. Oh, you found that funny. Well, let's see how much you'll be laughing later on. And maybe later on never comes. Maybe you don't even do anything. You let them wait. The anticipation and the wait is what makes it much better. It's what makes everything build. It's a science. Think about it. It's like a good horror movie. They will hint and hint and hint at the monster. Hint at the killer. Hint at the killer. They'll give you jump scares and jump scares. Jump scares build the anticipation. So when it finally, when they finally come to revealing what the monster is, it either throws you out of whack or it makes the scare a lot more scarier than it really is. Think about all those scary movies that you got scared of at the jump scares, right? Because you didn't know they were coming. Now go. And rewatch those movies knowing you know where the jump scares are. It's not as scary. Because you know when they're coming. It may frighten you a little bit because of the aesthetics and the ambiance and the environment. But you know where the jump scares are. So you're not as prone to be scared or to be shocked as you would be if you went into it not knowing anything. Think about that. All right. Now let's talk about another subject. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> so this one is really cool. This one is creativity. Now, the basis of, to me, of BDSM and fetish and things of that nature is being able to capitalize on the, crea- the creative nature of things. You know, I'll give you a perfect example. You have... Handcuffs, collars, wrist restraints, ankle restraints that you can buy anywhere, right? You can go to any sex shop. You can go on Amazon. You can go to any cake fetish website and actually purchase these things, right? Spend some money, get some very nice quality product. But you don't always have to do that. If you have a belt, that can be used as a collar as long as you properly, you know, adjust it to the next so it doesn't choke the person to death. Unless you're into that. But we wouldn't want you to do it to the death measure. Um, you can use it as an ankle restraint. You can use it as wrist restraints. Um, you have ties, which can be used for blindfolding, tying up. Um, shibari rope, which could be used for, you know, restraints and stuff. There's, there's a variety of things you can use to restrain people. And it adds to a, a creative nature. It adds to the spontaneous, spontaneousness of, of, of the act. You know, if you're with your significant other and, you know... You guys are getting into it instead of having to go and grab the handcuffs from the bag that's under the bed so that company don't see it or your kids don't see it. You take off your tie and you use your tie to tie them up. It, it gives a more raw, passionate appeal to it. Creativity is a beautiful thing when used in conjunction with BDSM. You know, 
um, little things like, I want you to read me the text message that you just sent me. And every time she says a certain, or he says a certain word, you either bite them on the neck, kiss them, or smack them on the butt. You know, there's little things like that to kind of add a little bit more of a of a dope little edge and feeling to it. Um, I think people see BDSM and fetish as like just one type of thing, and they feel like that's the way you have to do it. And the great thing about our community and our culture and our lifestyle is that there's no exact way that you have to do it. It can vary. It can be a... Uh, what was the word that everybody likes to use? A plethora. I love that word. A plethora of ways that you can utilize your kink or your fetish. Um, you know, people used to only use vibrators at home. And now you have the Bluetooth remote control ones that you can wear out in public for things of that nature. There, There's so much freedom and there's so much openness within this lifestyle that... You shouldn't feel like you're restricted to what you've seen in like Fifty Shades of Grey or you've read in books or you've seen in your on your parent porn site. It's a lot more than that. You know, and just like with the anticipation section of this show, you know, a lot of it is to be used in certain degrees. You don't have to go full throttle. You can use it in different stages to kind of add a little bit more to your session. Uh, it's only you can define the parameters and the range you're willing to go. What may work with you and one partner may be something totally different from you and another partner. What you may see someone like even even I giving you these tips and advice. What may work for me from my experience may not work for you. It's taking what little bit was just taking what I say and then adjusting that to you and using it in any way you seem possible. It's don't <clears throat> box yourself in. Have fun with it. Get creative with it. You know, if your partner likes when you are a little bit more aggressive, don't just be overly aggressive in the moment. Sprinkle it out throughout the day. Little aggressive gestures to kind of Get the motor running. Spread it out. The anticipation. Remember, the anticipation is very important. You add anticipation to creativity. And now you have like a whole nother field of play, which one, they're not going to be expecting. Two, is going to add a little bit more spontaneous nature to the whole session. And three, it's going to make it so creative and so different. You know, I tell a lot of people, you want your sessions to be stylized or personalized for that person. You don't want to always go through the motions. Get creative with it so the person doesn't feel like they're just getting the same thing that everybody else gets. It's something that appeals to them and their likes. And even if you appeal to them and their likes, there's so many different ways you can do it. Get creative with it. Think outside the box. Don't just think, okay, impact play, breath play, rough sex, being demanding, being aggressive. It doesn't have to be a formulatic thing. It could be very sporadic and spread out. And it could vary from step to step and from pressure and from aggressiveness and from submissiveness. There's so many different things that you can do. So remember, creativity as part of your play session and as part of your relationship in general makes things that much better.
you heard, you want to support the content, you want to support the creator, I always have links in the description. And if you want to help the podcast out, follow, like, favorite, suggest it to other people, share it. You can also donate so I can bring you more of the quality, the fun, 